this morning we're going to be talking about stay, stay, stay close to him. And there are so many different things that are going around other than the sickness that can knock you off of your feet spiritually. And God doesn't want us to lose any ground at all in this season. And sometimes people feel like they're losing ground because they're not doing certain things. You need to know that God understands that. He's not holding it against you. He's not charging us with any wrong because he understands what we're fighting. So please keep that in mind. And if there's any type of guilt or condemnation that you're going through, you have to understand that this is not coming from God. This is a, an attack from the enemy that is meant to pull you into a direction where you're not uh, fully focused on him. The cry of the Lord in this hour is for us to stay close to him. Don't allow yourself to drift away from his presence. There are many temptations surfacing in this season and the spirit is warning that there is a danger of falling out of his perfect will for your life. All of us are on orders in the spirit from God, the father to do a specific works and you must guard against the deceptions of this world. Now let me explain that for a second. Some of, some of us have been in the military or around the military and when you get orders that changes your mindset about what's going on. You know, you're, you're starting to prepare mentally, physically, you're getting everything ready. So when, when I believe that God says that we're on orders, we're at a state of being ready to do and to go wherever he wants us to go, just like the military would be. And I heard this while preparing this message. Children, deception is running rampant throughout my body. Many are caught betwixt and between the darkness and the light. Stay close to me and you will not fall prey to the enemy. He is roaring, my little ones, and causing many to fall into an abyss of circumstances that will take them out of my will completely. I must always be your mainstay. I must be the one that you lean upon in this season. All of hell has been let loose against you. And the enemy is setting up ambushes for you, my people. If you stay close to me, I will alert you to the traps of the enemy and you will sidestep every one of them. I have given you the victory already, my children, but you must go through the season that is ahead. Great tragedy has befallen this world and my body must be compassionate and understanding. This will break down the darkness that is in those who have been taken captive by the enemy. Do not fret yourselves because of the evil that you see. And there's a lot of evil going on right now. This is the day, day and the hour where I'm fulfilling my words to my people. The world will come into the knowledge of my glory after they have undergone much tribulation. But it will be too late for the world. I am for you and not against you. I don't want you to fall into this deception that is here. Stay close to me at all costs. So this is an admonishment from the Lord of how important it is right now for us to stay close to him. 
there needs to be an understanding that this is life or death right now. And you need to understand that while God gives second, third, and some of us two million chances, <laughs> don't take for granted that those chances are going to be there. Because you don't know if you're going to say, oops, I made a mistake. And that could be your last time where God says, nope, just go ahead. Spirit, demon, just take them completely over. We all are in a fight for our destinies. And we cannot assume that the enemy is unable to trip us up. No one of us saw COVID coming and doing what it did to this church. Not one of us. So we have to be on guard. Again, with the mindset of we've got orders. We've got work to do for the Lord. The truth of the matter is that there are so many temptations out there. And they can be used against us at any time. Now, the temptations I believe that the Lord is talking about. The temptation to quit, the temptation to just kind of slow down, the temptation to just not do your all. Those are the things that I believe that the Lord is talking about when he's referring to temptations. So we have to be aware of that. The temptation to compromise. The spirit isn't saying this for you to be afraid. On the contrary. The Spirit wants you to realize that if you're not focused on staying deep in His bosom, you are at risk of not fulfilling your destiny. If you're not focused on staying deep in His bosom, you are at risk of not fulfilling your destiny. Let's look at John chapter 12, verses 27 to 30, 30 35 to 36. Now, this is Jesus talking. My soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Jump down to verse 35. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. And it's funny, some of the things that Sister Teresa said in her Sunday school message this morning, you're probably going to hear his overlap in, in today's message. And I was halfway wanting to tell her to be quiet, but you know, you can't do that. But it's, I'm glad, I'm glad that this is happening because it shows the unity of the spirit. It shows how God is keeping us on one mind and one accord with him. And we don't talk about what's going to be said in a message. So when I, when I see that going on, I get excited in myself and in my spirit, man, because I know that God is doing something. But the, the thing here that you're going to see is that God is in control and he's moving. 
God has placed us in an atmosphere where many voices are speaking to us at this given time. This is so important that you understand this because you have to be able to discern who's God, what's yourself, and what's the enemy. And if you don't do that, you can go off path. In this season, we need to know the voice of God for ourselves. I am so glad that Pastor Barbara taught this and drilled this in our heads and made this a part of our everyday existence and growing up in the Lord and growing up in the prophetic. Do you know how many people would not be here today because she's not here? Do you know how many people would feel like they're lost and, and undone and can't go further in the Lord? She didn't teach that. She taught that you become dependent upon the Lord for yourself. You seek the Lord and you hear his voice. This is a sign of maturity that you're able to do that. This is a sign where you are showing God and demonstrating to him your relationship isn't based upon Pastor Barber or me or Brett or anyone else who, who teaches here. Your relationship is based on the one-on-one -on -one interaction that you have with him. And I remember a long time ago in one of these things that she taught us, what are you going to do if you can't get to me? She said that. She, and she said that a couple of different times in a couple of different ways. And I'm, I'm grateful that we all prepared. And that we're able to stand in the midst of the trials that are going on right now. It's, it's awesome to know how strong of a leader God has placed with us. If you don't have a prayer closet, you're not going to know what's going on in your life. If you don't have a prayer closet, you're not going to know what's going on in your life. It's in your prayer closet that you learn to hear God's voice. Because Jesus had a prayer closet. He was able to clearly discern, hear what God the Father was saying to him. And if you look at this story, it said some people said there was an angel talking to him. Some people said it was thunder. Sometimes in your life, the people around about you are not going to understand what God is doing with you. They're not going to hear because they're not in the same place that you are. Exactly what God is doing with you and through you. And you have to be in tuned enough in the spirit to listen to God's voice only and not do any other thing. And again, this goes back to what God was saying earlier. There's so many voices right now that are out there speaking. This is what's going to happen and this is what's going to happen. They're good people. They have good messages. But are they really hearing God for you? Are they hearing, really hearing God for your destiny and your timing in the spirit? The answer is no, because everybody has an individual walk. Everybody has individual tasks and responsibilities that they have to do that no one else can do. And sometimes God takes you on a side road privately by yourself, getting you prepared, getting you to do things. And if you're constantly, you know, trying to check what other people are saying and other prophets are doing, you're going to miss those little instructions that God has for you to do in this season. And I'm, I'm grateful that we're not those, those people. I'm grateful that we take it upon ourselves to really seek God ourselves. And 
because of this, we all get answers. And as we put those pieces together, Brett gets something, Alan gets something, Reverend Nancy gets something. We put those pieces together, we're able to see the true picture of what's going on with how the enemy is attacking the body. And we all share it. We, you know, we share it. It either goes out in email or, or, you know, we talk, you know, with everybody and say, hey, this is what's going on. And because of this, God is able to move and keep this body moving forward. We're not stopping. We're not stopping. We're not going backwards. We're going forwards. And, and the way God has allowed this to go and to be set up, we've been running since COVID has been going on. Not a lot of churches can say that. Not a lot of churches can say that. And, and this, is, this is glory to God, not to us. And even though Jesus asked to be spared from what he was about to go through, Jesus' desire for God to be glorified stood above his desire to avoid the suffering of the cross. I don't want to go through COVID again. But if God has me go through it, I'll go through it. And this is the mindset that you have to have as, as a believer, as his child. When Jesus yielded himself in this prayer, Jesus received confirmation of his destiny. God confirmed that Jesus' purpose was bigger than his death. His death was just one part of what God was doing. And this ties, ties back to John 12. Jesus wanted God's will to be done. Jesus wanted God to be glorified. Jesus' part in this glorification process involved his death. And when his death occurred, nothing could stop God's plan from coming forth. Sometimes we're wanting people to not go through things and we're stopping God's plan for their life. Sometimes we're wanting people to not go through things and we're stopping God's plan for their life because we don't understand what the purpose of that thing is. We don't understand what God is trying to do to mold, to break, to destroy, to tear down something that's inside of that person. But our compassion says, man, I really feel bad for them because I don't, I don't want them to suffer. I don't want them to hurt. But our compassion is not God's perfect will sometimes for that person. And we have to be aware of that. I'm going to break in here. Sometimes our will and our desire is contrary to what God wants. And we have to learn how to yield that and let it go. And let it go for him. Verse 28 of John 12. Father glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying. I have both glorified it. And will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it. Said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to, the, to him. Notice here what the people heard. Some said it thundered. Some said the voice of an angel. Jesus received clear instruction from the Father because he was in relationship with him already. Stay close to him. He was already in tune with him and knew that God's voice was the only voice that he needed to follow. In this hour that we are in, we cannot ignore our prayer closets. It's in our prayer closets that we receive the confidence that we need to do God's will. 
And let me just say this about the prayer closet. It's not necessary for you to get down on the ground and lay down forever. Your prayer closet could be you driving in your car, going somewhere. Your prayer closet can you be standing over the sink, washing dishes, praying to the Lord. Your prayer closet can be you on the toilet in, in the Lord. So don't place any limitation on what I'm saying by prayer closet, as some people do. John chapter 10, verses 1 to 5 and 22 to 30. This here is talking about how the shepherd knows his sheep, but in reverse, the sheep know the shepherd. And when you're in a close, intimate relationship with God, you're going to be able to discern the voice of God from your voice and the voice of the world. Let's look at verse 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse 22. Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you surround if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Pay attention to this. Verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. If you're having a problem feeling secure in Jesus, you need to get this, spirit, this scripture in your spirit. Because this here says it all. It's tied to your belief. It's tied to your relationship with the Father. It's tied to how close you are in him. And it's the more that you're in him, the closer that you feel in him, you can have a peace that the enemy is not going to come and steal you away from the Father. You can have that peace in this hour. And you can walk in that calm assurance knowing that God has your back in every part of your life. He has your back. He's not going to let you fall. The things that he's allowing you to go through are for his plan and for his purpose. You may not understand them right now, but in the days ahead, you will. You will understand what God is doing with your life. The, the, the thing that we need to keep doing is keep moving forward. Here is a truth that many of God's children fail to see. This scripture does not say that you're not going to hear the other voices that are out there. It says that you won't follow those voices 
because you will not have a relationship with them. This scripture does not say that you're not going to hear the other voices that are out there. It says that you won't follow those voices because you will not have a relationship with them. Herein lies the problem. Many in the church have a relationship with God and a relationship with the world. And now you have a mess because the world calls and God calls. This is trouble. Uh oh. Who are you going to answer? And until you make a decision to follow one of those voices, you're going to be in conflict, turmoil, because whatever desire you feed gets the attention. If you feed the desire to serve God, that's going to get built up, it's going to get stronger. If you feed the desire to serve the world, God's voice gets smaller and smaller and harder to hear. If you are more responsive to that desire, then you will follow that desire. And until you make a decision to follow one of those voices, you're going to be in conflict, turmoil, because whatever desire you feed gets the attention. If you're more responsive to that desire, then you will follow that desire. Now here is a deeper truth. <clears throat> you cannot serve two masters. You will hate the one and love the other. Jesus never allowed himself to get into this situation because he was clear that he was only going to serve the one true God. He, he had already determined that before. You know, one of the things that Sister Teresa said this morning, you have to make a determination before you get into this situation of what you're going to do, how you're going to react. You have to make the determination now. I'm going to serve God no matter what. I'm going to serve God if the, the wheels fall off my car. I'm going to serve God if I don't have money to pay my rent. I'm going to serve God if I don't have food to feed my children. I'm going to serve God, whatever the circumstance. You remember the prophetic word. God said we're, we're being bombarded with circumstances because the enemy is trying to take us out. And we have to make the decision now. Whatever the circumstance, I'm still going to serve God. God. That's, that's, that's it. There's, there's no other path. There's no other direction and choice. And all of us have made that decision. But this is just reinforcement and encouragement for you this morning to continue to stand in that decision that you've made. But there's other people in the church who've not. They really are bouncing back and forth between the world and, and God. And they're in complete, utter torment. Jesus never allowed himself to get into this situation because he was clear that he was only going to serve the one true God. Some in the church have not made this decision and they are open to being caught up in the deception that is running rampant right now. See, this is where the danger gets in because of the deception. When you look at what's going on with these scriptures, your ability to hear God's voice is tied to your belief. If you believe everything that God has told you without fail, 100%, you will have no trouble hearing the voice of the shepherd. If you believe everything that God has told you without fail, 100%, you will have no trouble hearing the voice of the shepherd. 
And that means that God is going to be constantly giving you direction. He's going to be feeding you. He's going to be telling you, don't do this, do that, go here, or I don't want you to do that, or do this. This is, this is where your, your, your prosperity is at. This is where your blessing is at. This is where your healing is at. God's going to give you those types of instructions. Verse 25 of John 10 says, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Jesus is surrounded by the Jews who are questioning him. They want to know if he is really the Christ. They failed to believe what Jesus told them. And because they failed to believe what Jesus told them in verse 26, they were not a part of him. Now this ties to ties their unbelief to them because it's there. It keeps them from being able to follow God. This unbelief spirit is running very wild right now. It's, it's in the church very, very badly because the first thing, and I see this on all the YouTubes, if God loves me, why am I suffering? And this, this, this one thought, this one statement is causing people to get into doubt and unbelief. Well, really, God wouldn't, he wouldn't want me to suffer because that's not what my preacher tells me. Now, this ties their unbelief to them because it's there. It keeps them from being able to follow God. So it's a total package. You believe and you have a relationship or you cannot believe and you get nothing. So just like the Jews did not understand God was dealing with them. We have people who have unbelief in them and the enemy can come in and lead them astray. This is all tied to not believing what God has spoken to you. Right now, I would not take a chance, take that chance because the enemy can come into unbelief and destroy your whole life quickly. I would not take that chance because the enemy can come into unbelief and destroy your whole life quickly. The key to not follow Christ is the unbelief. Right now, many people in the church can be turned because they are worldly and walking on the edge of unbelief. There's, there's just a little bit of doubt in there. Is God really God? Look at the leaders in the church who are turning and walking away from God because they don't agree with something in the word. There's a lot of them. And for some reason right now, they're getting a whole bunch of press. They're, they're being seen. They're being pushed to the forefront. Not only are these people walking away from God, they are causing other people to walk astray, to walk away. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. This has a subtitle of the great apostasy. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, 
who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Verse 5, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders. Pay close attention to this. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And while I'm thinking about it, make sure you look at the, the bulletin this this for this week front cover says truth everything that god does ties together they did not receive the love of the truth who did not believe the truth when you're close to god the truth doesn't bother you when you're close to god the truth doesn't bother you truth doesn't keep you from serving god at all john 14:15 to 17 if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may be able, he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the Lord, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Powerful truth. Truth cannot be received by the world. Some of us spend a lot of time trying to convince people to serve God. If the Holy Spirit doesn't draw them, they're not coming in. They're not coming in and you're wasting your time. You can stand on your head and spit wooden nickels. They're not going to accept the truth if they're of the world. They just aren't. This falling away is taking place not because people have not been taught, counseled, rubbed with oiled exercise etc it's not because of that and sometimes people think well if i just teach them this if i just love them more no they know what's going on but they have made a conscious decision to reject the truth they know what's going on but they've made a conscious decision to reject the truth when someone does that it's not only going to be god when someone does that, it's only going to be God that rescues them from the deception. And you must realize that at times they have hardened their hearts so bad, they themselves will refuse to turn around. So it's not that God is unable to save them. They do not want to be saved. Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. 
Pay very close attention to what verse 9 and 10 are saying, because many in the church underestimate the amount of time that the enemy will spend to try and get you to fall. Completely underestimate that. If you have it set in your heart to not believe something, the enemy will provide you evidences and justifications for you to continue to not believe that thing that you said you didn't believe. This goes back to the, the, the lying signs and wonders that he will perform. You, you'll get a prophetic word that God wants you to do this and someone will come up and say, no, God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to do this. And because in your heart, you really didn't want to do the thing that God told you to do. You'll believe that second person over the, the, the word of God that got spoken to you. So you, you take this lying sign and wonder and be like, yep, this, this is my proof. I, don't, I really didn't want to do this. So here's my evidence. Now, this is what I really wanted to do. So I'm going to do that. No. No. And because you're not in close relationship with the Lord, you don't have a close walk with him. You're going, to, you're going to run with that voice because it's what you really want to do. It's, the deception is, is bad. It's bad. If God gives you a prophetic word, your unbelief of that prophetic word will cause that prophetic word to not come to pass. And the question becomes, why would you not believe a prophetic word that God gave you? Very simple answer. You stopped following the shepherd of your soul. And the question becomes, why would you not believe a prophetic word that God gave you? Very simple answer. You stopped following the shepherd of your soul. You got itching ears and wanted to hear a word that stimulated your flesh and not your spirit man. Sometimes this, this, this thing in the body of Christ with give me a word, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word is so disheartening. Because you're not doing anything with the first word that you got. And you're wanting something that's going to tickle your spirit. I mean, tickle your, your flesh and not really stimulate your spirit, man. And if, if truth be told, if some of us got the hard words that we were supposed to get, you would never want a word. <laughs> if some of us got the hard words that we were supposed to get, you would never want a word. You would be coming into church with like, God, don't talk about me today. I already know I messed up. <laughs> no, give me, you know, I want something to make me feel good. You know, I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. And I, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm still okay. Am I still okay, God? Are you opening yourself up to have a lying spirit come into the prophet and say, yep, you're fine. Everything's good with you. But really, you're busting hell wide open. Come on, church. We got to get real with this. <clears throat> you got itching ears and wanted to hear a word that stimulated your flesh and not your spirit, man. This occurred because somewhere in your relationship with God, you stepped into unbelief. Maybe God didn't get you out of the mess you got yourself in. Maybe God didn't give you the gift that you, that you thought you needed and you became embittered against God. There's a lot of bitter people in the church because they didn't get what they thought they were supposed to get from God. You're in trouble and you're, you're, you're waiting for the enemy to come and deceive you and pull you out of God's hand.
This happened because you stepped out of your prayer closet. You moved out of intimacy with God. And now you cannot discern his voice anymore. The enemy comes right in to finish the job off. He comes to bring you into his kingdom and he supplies you with all the lies that you can handle. And now you find yourself in complete deception. You are here because you did not want to accept the truth. You did not want to receive that truth down in your spirit, man. And then comes the strong delusion. This again is tied to not believing what God has spoken to you. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 22, 10 to 23. Here's, here's some proof. Y'all online, if you, don't, if you don't believe me, I know the ones in here believe. But if, you, if you're listening to this for the first time, you never heard the word of God. God puts everything in there. 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 10 to 23. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. Now Zedekiah, the son of Chenanah, sorry, go ahead, Asher. Thank you. Had made horns of iron for himself. And he said, thus says the Lord, with these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. And all the prophets prophesied, so saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand. Then the messenger who had gone to call Micah spoke to him, saying, Now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king. Please let your word be like the word of one of them, and speak encouragement. Verse 14, here comes Micah. And Micah said, As the Lord lives, Whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. Then he came to the king, and the king said to him, Micah, shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall we refrain? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. Verse 16, So the king said to him, How many times shall I make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Then Micah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by and on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth-Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then his spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Y'all understand that? Do you understand what's going on here? King Ahab was trying to decide whether or not he should go to war. So he consulted his fake prophets. They told him, yeah, you should go to war and you're going to win. He came to the real prophet and the real prophet explained to him what was going to happen. Because... You decided that you were going to do this. You are going to go to war, but God has already set 
his face against you and you're going to lose. You're going to lose and God is going to keep confirming this to you and make you feel like this is what you're supposed to do. God, not the devil. Read this. Verse 21, then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him. God didn't say, you're not going to be able to do this. This isn't going to work. He said, go ahead and do it. And also prevail. You're going to be successful. Go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. This is so real. Many in the church do not know what this, that this scripture exists. And that many more do not see that it was God that was strengthening this delusion. If you are not wise and you allow yourself to get into deception because you're not walking close to the Lord, you can put yourself in a situation where God will cause that delusion to be made stronger inside of you. Who can rescue you at that point? This is what's going on right now in the church. This is how dangerous of a time that we're living in. At all costs, we must stay close to God. We cannot let any bitterness fester down on the inside. We cannot let any offense take us off course. In closing, Matthew 24, verses 23 to 25. Then if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Don't take this for granted. Don't think that this cannot happen to me. Yes, it can. You can be deceived, fooled, just as well as anyone else. We are dealing with strong principalities and powers under the influence of God right now. We're dealing with strong principalities and powers under the influence of God. They're being directed by God to do these things. Because his plan and purpose has to go forth. I want to close with the prophetic word that God gave to Pastor Barber on October 5th of this year. God said the spirit of offense has been released into the atmosphere. And some in a lighthouse need to make sure that they keep themselves covered in the blood so that it does not land on you. Through the sickness and separation, God just brought the lighthouse through such a cleansing and purging and then placing the fire of God into our mortal bodies. When I lay on my bed dying, I cried out to God and asked him to let me live, but cleanse me from anything that would hinder the journey set before me. And that is what he did. I intend to keep all that I received during my stay in that bed, unable to help myself, having to depend on everyone else. Please take heart and heed what God is saying. I have already witnessed the offense in the atmosphere. This is happening right now. Saints of God, if you just 
if you understood how important it is right now to stay close to the Lord, no one would be able to separate you. No one would be able to move you. And in this hour, you have to stay. And God wants to give you an anointing this morning for you to be able to stay firm in your convictions and stay firm in your decisions. And as you're, you're making your decision again, this is going to be a daily thing. You know, the word of God says, take up your cross and follow me. That's, that's an every moment type of thing. You have to make decisions every day, whether you're going to serve God or not. And, and you're going to be faced with challenges. You're going to be faced with circumstances. And in those, those times and those situations, you, it, it's, it's all up to you. Are you going to be in unbelief? Nope, God didn't tell me that. Or I don't believe that God would do that to me. I don't believe that God would allow me to get into a place of deception or delusion. It, it, it's, this is where the rubber meets the road at right now. This time here, it's critical. We want revival. We want the, the, the glory and, and all the fun things that comes with that. But we have to go through this season right now. We have to go through this space in order to be able to get to that. And a long time ago, God said that the darkness was going to get darker. I don't think any one of us ever comprehended how dark the darkness is. But it is super dark. It is super dark. Come in here, Cole. Come We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>